Hi there, Seda Talk listeners, and welcome to another episode of Seda Talk, where we bring you interesting and amazing conversations. Just want to remind you, as amazing listeners here at Seda Talk, you are welcome to take part and join in on our wonderful platform, Seda College Online. Get to know other learning and courses that you can take part in and expand your knowledge and growth through. Um, and as we start expanding our knowledge and growing, Today, our special topic is Black History, and I'm here with Sean Haynes. Hi, guys. Sean is a recurrent guest on Santa Talk because he's just an amazing guy, and he has a lot of great info. A lot of info, yeah. <laughs> About all kinds of things. We're both into history. We mm-hmm. both love, like, random facts. Absolutely. <laughs> We love having conversations with each other about these things. And it's been popular in the past, so we're going to keep it going. The last pod we did was about the insurrection and Mm -hmm. inauguration in January. And now we're talking about black history, and we're recording now in March. But February is Black History Month, right? That's right, yeah. It's usually February. Um, But, I mean, black history has to do with everything throughout the year so it doesn't have to be confined to only one month yeah i mean the fact that black history month is like the shortest month during the year too is kind of ridiculous uh, <laughs> like, yeah. what the heck is that about i don't know i think they gave us that month on purpose <laughs> yeah like here you go here's a little here's a little month now be quiet for a while. Yeah, exactly. yeah totally so we both believe though that history is history mm-hmm. and black history is history yeah so we're taking this opportunity on say to talk to start one of many episodes we hope about black history And today we have a really interesting uh, person or figure in history to Mm -hmm. highlight. And there's kind of a personal connection with Sean and this figure as well. Sean, give us a little background about who we're talking about. Okay, so you guys might not be familiar with this person. Um, He's famous, but in the country where my parents come from. So he's from Barbados, and his name is Busa. Now... What did you know about Busa? The only thing I knew about Busa was that he was involved in slave rebellions. I had heard that. Mm-hmm. But that's I did not know anything more than that. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a lot of information about him. He's one of the most important figures in uh, Barbados history. So, I mean, I guess we should start at the beginning, right? Yeah, let's start at the beginning. So the first question we're always going to start with in this series, mm-hmm. and probably in any history series we do, is... Mm-hmm. When we highlight a figure in history, a figure meaning a person or a character, we're going to start with the question of who is this figure and what time period did they come from? I think it's a great place to start, isn't it? It is. So Busa is from the late 17th uh, century. He was born sometime in the late 17th century. He was a free man, actually, in West Africa, and he was sold by other African merchants. to English into the English slave trade and he was transported to Barbados sometime in the late 1700s okay so I'm I think what you meant was the 18th century though right because it always go back one doesn't like I I used to get confused about that too how do you say a century you're always using the number before before, yeah yeah, or yeah the number after so sorry Sean you're absolutely right it's the 1700s that um when Busa was transported to Barbados from mm-hmm. West Africa and we don't know when he was born. We don't. We don't have an exact date. And this is one of the arguments you get all the time from people who are like, oh, what did black people even do? Why do we even have black history? Like, mm-hmm. I haven't heard of anybody in black. Well, obviously, people are people, right? Mm-hmm. 
People have done things all over the world, everywhere, and just because we don't have information doesn't mean that this person didn't exist or contribute <laughs> something really good. That's right. I mean, the other thing I've heard recently from um, people like Tucker Carlson mm. is, um, oh, QAnon doesn't have a website, so therefore it doesn't exist. I mean, that's a ridiculous argument. Yeah. That's a ridiculous So thing. just because there isn't information about something specifically right. does not mean it doesn't exist. That's right. Busa is a real person, and yeah. he made a huge impact in Bar Barbados. Right. So he's brought to Barbados in the late 1700s, mm -hmm. and he starts working on a plantation, right? Because he's right. a slave. He works on a plantation, and he actually becomes the head officer among the slaves. Wow. So that's kind of a big deal. It is. And um, he actually used this position to kind of scout and get information yeah because normally it's kind of like one of those ceremonial titles where it's like your boss is like oh you're the head officer now yeah. and you get more work That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and Busa was probably like great awesome yeah. <laughs> i'm the head officer now the head officer of the slaves <laughs> exactly i'm still not getting paid for anything <laughs> and i have no respect now but maybe i have res respect amongst the slaves and so i i see this as like wow this guy was super smart because he yeah. could have looked at it like as this token title, like Absolutely. I'm saying. Yeah. But he decided, I'm going to use this position to get to know mm -hmm. the kind of hierarchy of power right. and how things function here and how many of these white English colonial slave-holding class actually are here. Are here, right. And, and that's really important to say that because he used that information to figure out that um, the slaves outnumbered the slaveholders on the island. And, you know, power and numbers, right? So exactly. he was like, why don't we just rise up, you well, know? Well, something happened first. Um, there was a bill. Okay, yeah, all right. I, I remember this now. Okay. We just talked about this, right? That's right. So a lot of people think the way I just said, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, they were just like, oh, let's fight, let's rise up. Mm -hmm. However, most people ignore about history that the average person doesn't want to get in a war right. and die. <laughs> so usually if there's like another option mm -hmm. and maybe they'll a bill could that. pass or the laws could change, they'll take that, right? That's right. And that's what Boos and most of the slaves were counting on, correct? Right. So he, as his, in his position of head officer, he became aware that there was a bill going through the British Parliament and it was the Imperial Registry Bill. Um, the, the feeling amongst the slaves was that this bill was going to emancipate them. However, it was rejected. So emancipate in terms of give them the freedom that they wanted. That's right. All right. And it's rejected in November 1815. Mm -hmm. And obviously the slaves and Busa himself were super depressed about this. And yeah. they were like, okay, there goes our option of nonviolence. Exactly. <laughs> and so immediately after that, he starts planning this rebellion. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So when we're talking about the slaves in Barbados at that time, mm -hmm. there's Busa, who's African descent, and there must have been a lot of African descent. Yeah. But I heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I heard that there were actually Irish and Scottish, mostly Irish, but like mm -hmm. Scottish too, slaves in Barbados and in the West Indies. That's right working on sugar plantations like literally as slaves they yeah. didn't get paid at all no a lot of them were slaves just as the black africans were but also some of them were indentured indentured servants okay and indentured servants may have had an opportunity to gain their freedom after exactly. a certain period of time that's the difference that's the difference okay. yeah so this is where i'm talking about like black history's history mm -hmm. like we're all connected yeah there's so, there's so many crossovers. All right, that's fascinating. So the next question we want to address is where were 
these people or where was mm. this historical figure when they made the most impact? I think we answered that to begin with. Mm -hmm. Lusa was in Barbados. Right. But let's elaborate on that. So you said he realized the slaves outnumbered the ruling class, uh -huh. um, the English plantation owners. And we say ruling class is like people who are at the top of the hierarchy right. in the area. And Busa was able to lead a massive force, wasn't he? He was. So he was able to get together over 400 freedom fighters of former slaves. Well, slaves. Yeah, yeah. slaves that became freedom fighters. Yeah, and they were made up of men and women. So that's important for that time period because it wasn't just men. Yeah, that's fascinating. And we don't have any, like, detailed records of mm -hmm. that time. So there very well may have been some of those Irish and Scottish slaves in, in with them. In with the rebellion. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because they had yeah. a common enemy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they all wanted the same thing. Yeah. Why not join up? Um, power in numbers. So Busa's rebellion then lasted from the 14th to the 16th of April in 1816. That's mm -hmm. what, how many days is that? Two days, two and a half days. Yeah. Who knows? Um, that's what's on record. It obviously there could have been like little battles or skirmishes before and after. Longer, exactly. Um, and it was very bloody though. That's yeah. well documented, isn't it? It is. And also important to know is that Busa actually died during the, the fight. So after he died, um, the rest of the slaves continued fighting. So it wasn't, he was the leader, but they, they continued the fight. The for, movement yeah. continued. That's right. Yeah, so he's almost like a martyr, you know, dying yeah. for his cause. Like, there's a real kind of, like, almost, like, religious or, like, spiritual element to that, in a way. There is. I mean, and maybe that's why he's still a, an important figure today. Yeah, you know? that's probably a lot to do with it. Yeah. So the state, the, the other important point to make is, like, this is a br really bloody battle. Mm -hmm. It's gruesome. And the slaves ultimately don't win because mm -hmm. they're, it's kind of a David and Goliath situation. Absolutely, yeah. Like, except David won. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, the slaves are fighting with whatever tools they can get, like farm equipment mm -hmm. and, you know, like rakes and, you know, shovels yeah. and whatever Whereas they could get. the British have, you know, they've got muskets, they've got rifles, they've got cannons, so, and yeah. ships. And ships, and yeah. like, they could come at them from all different directions. Yeah. They have military training. Yeah. I don't know what kind of training the slaves would have got, I'm mm -hmm. sure. That Busa would have tried to train them in some way. Yeah. But like you're you're in a, encountering a totally different force that is just made for warfare. Exactly. Um. So that's something so, that you can't really. So outnumbering them alone isn't wasn't no, enough. You no. Know? That's a that's a yeah. good lesson to take away mm -hmm. from it. They needed equipment and mm -hmm. they needed training right. to ultimately be successful. Absolutely. Um. And then with numbers, they would have been. Undefeatable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if they had all of that with the numbers they had, they would. They might have won. They, I think, they absolutely would have won yeah. because you need, you do need numbers to right. to be successful. Um, so, an interesting fact mm -hmm. as well about the impact is that there's an incredible statue, a beautiful statue there in is, Bar yeah. Barbados that was erected in 1985, mm -hmm. commemorating. Um, Busa in the capital of uh, Bridgetown. That's right? right. Yeah, I've actually seen the statue. I went uh, with my family years ago when I was a kid, and I remember seeing the statue, but I didn't know the importance of the figure of Busa at the time. It's a beautiful statue with him breaking uh, the chains. He's got shackles on his hands, and the, there's chains hanging right down the middle. That's amazing. So it's a very yeah. powerful image, isn't it? It is, yeah. And being a child and, like, visiting Barbados and seeing family and learning about your family history, that mm -hmm. must have been a really powerful image that stayed with you. It is. I, I still remember seeing the statue, even though I was a kid at the time. Like, 
the significance of it, probably not as, you know, aware yeah, of it yeah. at the time. But, but like that image. The image is stayed with me for forever. You know, yeah, the, and lo the, as the years go on, like different things sink in, don't yeah, they? exactly. That's really interesting. That's cool. I would love to go and see it someday. Um, we will. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> we should do that. So this statue is incredible. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, when we as culture erect statues mm -hmm. we don't just do that for anybody it's for really outstanding important figures mm -hmm. in history um and i come to i've come to find out he's regarded as a founding father of barbados like much like we would think of george washington in the u.s that's right yeah he's one of the 10 most important um national heroes of the island and in 1998 they comprised comprised this list and they it was the 100th anniversary of the first Prime Minister of Barbados. And so they made a list of the top 10 national heroes, and he was number one. Wow, that's really cool. What yeah. a great background to that. And he's also referred to as the right excellent Busa. Now that to me, <laughs> <laughs> that to me sounds like a king or queen's title. Very regal, royal, you know, imperial. That's right. Um, so in, I don't know if you know this, but in the British Caribbean, uh, they still hold on to these titles because they're still part of the Commonwealth. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. That's why you and your family could go and live in England if you want, and you have like these kind of freedom of movement as well, and this connection. We with... still have the connection to yeah, the British the Empire. UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, the Queen still appoints a Governor General for Barbados, even. So. Wow, that's yeah. really interesting. Very, very interesting. So they're still aware of their colonial past all the time, they aren't are. they? Um, so let's think about number three. Our third question that we always want to ask when we examine these figures in history is, what lessons can we learn from their story? What do you think? I think in this story, um, it's one that we can learn. Like you said, he's a martyr. Um, he was a martyr in that rebellion. And it's something that stayed with people for a long time. The fact that he used you know, his power, his position of power to do, do what he did and use... 400 slaves to rise against their ruling class it inspired people all over the caribbean and all over the world even to this day you know he did a lot with a little you yeah. could say you yeah. know like he didn't have a lot of power but he got some kind of power mm -hmm. and when he got into that position um mm -hmm. what was it called official uh officer of officer of the slaves yeah. on his plantation he saw an opportunity and he was bold enough and wise enough to take it. That's right. And it does take someone, you know, unexceptional, I would say, exceptional to be able to, to do what he did. Because at that time, until that time, I don't think they had ever realized that on both sides. I mean, I don't think they realized that the slaves had the capability of doing this. And from the slaves point of view, I don't think they ever thought of themselves as being able to do it. Yeah, because so. I mean, if you think about the way the society functioned at that time, there was all there were all these justifications for slavery. Right. That slaves were primitive, slaves were less than, they mm -hmm. didn't have the same intelligence and all this fake science or pseudoscience That's kind it. of back, backing up those ideas, which were obviously not true at all. Yeah. So even if you know, like, if you're a slave and you know you're smart, if you're around that kind of environment and you're mm -hmm. treated so poorly, you get, like, beaten into submission, not to, to use a, you know, kind of yeah. graphic way to describe it, because mentally, emotionally, and physically, you're thinking, I'm nothing. What am I, what can I do? Yeah. 
You know? Well, I think his position was interesting because he was a freed man at some point in his life and he became a slave. A lot of these others were born on the island. Yeah, um, he was born in Africa and he was, he was born, born free. A, exactly. So he knew knowing, what freedom knowing was. Knowing what it was to be free and then not being free, it must have really like ate away at him. You know? Yeah, and like he's leading this rebellion of people that were born on the island right. who didn't actually know what that was like. Exactly. So you're right. He must have really inspired them. He must yeah. have been able to tell them what it that, was like yeah, to be free. Yeah, 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 something that they'd never experienced themselves. Exactly. Um, and he could compare mm -hmm. in a way they couldn't. Yeah. So I guess the story that we get from Busa is is about hope. And um, he really inspired, as you said, lots of... The main thing that I noticed the immediate effect mm -hmm. was two subsequent rebellions right after Busa's rebellion. Right. One of them being in Jamaica and mm -hmm. another one in British Guiana, which yeah. is in South America. And these were much larger scaled um, rebellions and they went on for longer Many more slaves were involved, um, and a lot more died in them. They were even bloodier than the, the rebellion in Barbados. And ultimately, these kind of rebellions are what led to, you know, freedom for Emancipation slaves. Emancipation, eventually, yeah. yeah. And then, I, one thing that I always remember is that, you know, these kind of things were happening in the British colonies, mm -hmm. etc. And the British actually ended the slave trade much sooner than... They did in our country, in the U.S. They did. They did. Um, I think the British outlawed the slave trade in 1807. Mm -hmm. uh, when did America outlaw? Was it the 18... I mean, we fought the Civil War over yeah, slavery, yeah. so I would say it's like in the late 1860s. 1860, yeah. 64, the war was over. So 19, <laughs> 1864, the, uh, there's a little rhyme that helps you remember the Civil War in the United States. I would say in 63 or 64, then... 63, the slaves were free. Emancipation. Yeah, so yeah, okay. Emancipation okay. Procl Proclamation was read out by uh, Lincoln okay. in 1963. Or 1863, excuse me. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people think, oh, in 1863, the slaves were free, and that's just it. It wasn't that easy. No, it wasn't. You know, we fought a war about it. Yeah. And then slave, uh, slave descendants and black people were not given the same rights. Mm hmm as other people until a hundred years after that. Yeah. And yeah. then even then yeah. in the, in the 1960s, mm. I mean, really, you know, there was this great interview. I, I think I told you that myself and my partner were watching with Nina Simone in the yes. 18 in the 1980s. Yeah. In the 1980s, Nina Simone was asked like, what do you think about civil rights now? And she had been part of the civil rights movement in the sixties. Mm -hmm. And she goes, there are no civil rights. <laughs> Nobody has any rights. And I wouldn't say I'm that cynical, but I would say that, like... We are still fighting. Yeah, a lot rights, of the same yeah. battles, yeah. you know, that people have been fighting for a really, really long time. So, I guess what we can get from Busa mm -hmm. is hope. It is. Yeah. No matter the how how little power you have in society, have hope, you know, never give up, and... You never know what can happen. I mean, Barbados is a really wonderful place now for all different place, people yeah. to live. It is. And um, it's one of the islands in the Caribbean right now, which has the most to offer in terms of like jobs and things like that. We were just talking a bit earlier about how people from Guyana still immigrate to Barbados. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is to do with the economy. So 
it's it's a thriving place at the moment. Yeah, and a lot of you people know? from the UK and Ireland and other parts of the world would still go there on holidays. It's like a top choice. A lot of people retire there too. Yeah. yeah. It seems just like a beautiful, amazing place, and I can't wait to go someday. I can't wait to go again. <laughs> <laughs> Meet your family, eat great food, swim yep. in that beautiful water. It's like this the thing about the Caribbean is like you usually imagine those kind of greenish waters, like in Jamaica, but mm -hmm. this is different. It's blue. The water is so it's, blue. It's like crystal clear and it's warm it's like bath water warm it's so beautiful so nice i can't wait to go someday so anyway that is our little tidbit of black history for the moment this is our first episode we talked about busa and busa's rebellion in the beautiful island of barbados and that rich history that he had there as a historical figure and hopefully it's given you all some hope um how do you feel sean that was a great thing to talk about yeah i think uh like you said it's an it's, it's a story of hope it should give people um you know, a little bit of inspiration to know that something like this could 200 years later is still giving people inspiration on the island. Yeah. And if, if we think about COVID too, and everything everybody's dealt with in the last year now, mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking in March, 2021, March, 2020, everything yeah. shut down around the world. A lot of people have been really hopeless going through lockdowns and other things and feeling powerless right. to their own station in life. And if somebody like Busa can rise up against slavery and inspire people, then, like, I think we can get used to our video calls and I just push so. on a little longer. <laughs> our situation's not that bad. Yeah, I think I think we can quarantine a little bit longer for yeah. the sake of everybody. So that's our Black History highlight, our global Black History highlight for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Sean, for being here. And remember, if you want to learn more about English, about other languages, any topic, and really improve your professional and personal skills and become more of a global citizen, join the revolution at statecollegeonline.com and check out all the great things we have to offer. I'm Lydia. This is Sean. Hey, guys. See you later. And peace out.